Shut up and sit down. Welcome to First World Problems Podcast, Episode 4. Tiny humans and what it's like to shoot one of your baby cannon. Working title, don't know if that's going to stick. Anyway, Bailey is not here for this episode, so we have a guest, Aaron. Say hi, Aaron. Hey. <laughs> so we're just going to talk all about being parents and the horrible things like, I don't know, pregnancy and being, you know, a walking fat whale to, you know, shooting a watermelon out of your vagina to... Practice sitting on a, a donut all day. <laughs> Yes, I didn't have to do that, thankfully. <laughs> it is. So, let's just kind of start off with, uh, you know, me, Amy. I have two kids. I have Harrison and Evelyn. Uh, Harrison is almost 21 months old, and Evelyn's almost seven months old. So I had them very close. And Aaron? I have has... Gabriel, and he is almost 10 months old. Yes. So we have babes that are pretty close. I think we were pregnant at the same time for, uh, was it for both babies? Because we were so close together. I can't remember. I was pregnant with Harrison. Or did I have Harrison and then you had, then you got pregnant with Gabriel? Uh, I think you may have just had Harrison. Yeah, if he's, well... If he, yeah, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I think I'm really bad at math. Yeah, I think you just had Harrison when I got pregnant. Or at least yeah. when I found And him. I know that I was pregnant with Evelyn when you were pregnant, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, so, uh, conceiving, just having two kids, by the way, that wasn't planned. Neither of them were planned for me. And especially not that close together because, holy crap. I do not wish this upon <laughs> my worst enemies. It is so hard to take care of two young babies in diapers. But, you know, neither of them were planned. And um, I would say that we tried shortly after we got married um, for a whole year. Nothing happened, you know. And we went in for the test to see, okay, well, maybe there's something wrong with one of us. Um, you know, maybe one of us is kind of a little infertile. So we did the tests and literally right when we got the tests back, I swear to God, I got pregnant. And I was like, wow, like, okay, that answers our question, even though we just spent all this money on all these tests. So hooray. And it was really funny enough after we decided that, oh, let's wait to have kids and just be you know, alone without babies and travel and have fun and drink and whatnot. I'm pretty sure that's the secret. You just have to give up and be happy with not yes. having kids and then... Eh. Maybe that is the, the secret. Just like, uh, I'm happy with no kids. It's fine. And then the kids come and ruin that for you. <laughs> They're like, hey, I'm here. Sorry to ruin your plans. They're not sorry. But, They're not sorry. You know, and I... Erin, I think you had a, you know, kind of similar situation a little bit. Yeah, I actually, um, I tried for three years with my ex-husband to have kids. Um, everything, the fertility treatments, the um, artificial insemination. We stopped mm -hmm. short of the in vitro. But, uh, yeah, tried everything, nothing, 
nothing was happening. And, and can you remind me what in vitro is? The in vitro okay. fertilization is the one where they, they actually take your eggs out, fertilize them outside your body, and then put them back in. Ah. So I just ended up with the with the turkey baster, basically. Okay. They just, that sounds really expensive in vitro. Yeah, the in vitro is very expensive. So we just did the... the um, the, they basically just stick a tube up inside past my cervix and just inject mm -hmm. it in like a turkey baster. Oh, yeah, yeah but more times. high tech, I hope. I hope it is. <laughs> yeah, it it's a turkey baster. Yeah. I got this from my kitchen. Yeah. I brought, <laughs> Don't worry, I, I, actually, I brought my own. I did. <laughs> like, do we save any money if I use my own turkey baster? <laughs> Uh, I did that a few times and nothing happened and we, had, we, ended up, we ended up getting divorced but and then later on I met my uh, my fiance and he and uh, we had so we were not planning to have any kids because I was assuming I couldn't have kids and we had a <laughs> sorry help me to laugh surprise. well the best part was Alexander you're acting strange as in, you're getting on my nerves. I think you're pregnant. You should take a test. <laughs> Is that literally what yes. he said? Yes. <laughs> you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> uh, he didn't say it so nicely. <laughs> Were you really moody? Yeah, yeah. I um, I was uh, having some pretty severe uh, mood swings in the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. For some reason, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just laying in bed, just crying, just start randomly <laughs> crying out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, he's just like, "Hmm, something's weird." <laughs> Mine was, I was just really tired, and that's how. I mean, I thought I was just sick. It's just like, boy, because everybody in the office was sick. It was in the winter time, so you know, I didn't think I was pregnant because I was just like. When's the last time I even had sex? You know? So it was like, I'm married. Like, that just doesn't happen all the time. We're not some teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I was like, weird. And, you know, my coworker just said, maybe you should just take a pregnancy test. You know? Just because then you can rule it out. And then you don't have to worry about it anymore. That's where they I'm get like, yeah, you. You're right. That's where she yes. gets you. And I've done that before where I've had scares, you know, or not really scared, but with Ron, I've had it before where I'm like, okay, well, I've. Maybe I'm pregnant. And, you know, every time it's come out negative. Every time. Mm -hmm. And it shows up right away. Um, you know, and this time, you know, when I went home and took it after work, because I was like, you know when you get a thought in your head and it just doesn't go away until you do it? Mm -hmm. Like, that was me. I was just like, oh, my God, I need to do this. I need to do this. I, need. I, I was, like, contemplating getting a, birth, or a pregnancy test during my lunch break at work because I was so worried. But I waited until I got home. And I bought, um, yeah, I think I, I bought, I took, ended up taking like four. So the regular ones with, you know, the pink line. And then also the one that says you're pregnant, like, or it says pregnant or not pregnant. Yeah. That's my, that was my go-to the one. So yeah. I wanted to be sure. Like it had to tell me to like slap me in the face and be like, yeah, you're pregnant. So I took it and it showed up like instantly that I was pregnant. And I was like, uh, Okay. Let me and, just try this five more times. Yes. And then I just sat on the toilet, literally, with my pants down and everything, and just staring at the floor, going, uh-huh, uh. Just, like, I just kept doing that. And then after ten minutes, and then after Ron got home, you know, I, I told them, I was just like, so, 
I'm pregnant. And then he like looked at me and goes, no, you're not. And I'm like, uh, no, yeah, I am. I'm not joking. And I took out the pregnancy test and showed him. And he's like, how is that even possible? <laughs> I'm like, uh, well. Love you too, honey. <laughs> when a guy and a girl get together, <laughs> you know, but he was happy, you know, and I would say like the second time that we got pregnant, we conceived at, like after a wedding and <laughs> yeah, I did not expect that one. And I remember my son was only like five months old and I felt like I felt like I was pregnant. It was like my body instantly knew. And I was like, oh, why haven't I gotten my period? It had been two days. And I'm like, okay, I was supposed to get my pregnant or my period two days ago. But also I just had a baby, so I thought, okay, well, my body's being weird. I just had a baby, so I've only had my period like once or twice hmm. by that time. And I was like, well, it's probably not a big deal. But at the same time, I was like, oh, well, what if I'm pregnant? And I told Ryan, I literally told this to Ron, I said, if I'm pregnant, if you got me pregnant, I will murder you. <laughs> He's like, well, I wouldn't like it either. God, that would be, that'd be so hard. And then, of course, take a pregnancy test and I'm pregnant. And when he came home, I did the same thing. Uh, well, I said, how was your day? And he's like, oh, good. And he looks at me and I'm like, so. And then he just looked at my face and he goes, wait, no, no. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he was just like in tears. I was like, are those tears of joy or are you overwhelmed? And he's like, sure. <laughs> both. But we are very happy with both of our kids. It's just uh, a lot of work to have two kids, you know, 14 months apart. Yeah, I, yeah you're a better woman than I. <laughs> I don't, know how, how I don't recommend it. it to anybody. Please, take birth control. Please, please, please. You know? So, I mean, now I'm on the patch. So, it, it helps. <laughs> well, that story is better than mine. Because when I told Alexander, he just said, I knew it! He's like, <laughs> like, yes! Thanks, honey. Give Thanks. me an award for being correct. <laughs> well, he has good intuition. Tell you that. Well, I tried birth control, but I ended up hitting my period for almost two months straight. Ugh! It was terrible. Was it the depot so, shot? No, it was just the regular pill. Oh, ugh. But um, my system, so I have, um, so the reason why I couldn't have kids before was because I have hormone imbalances and, and I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I already have issues with my hormones and irregular periods and, and whatnot. And what is that syndrome? Is it just cysts or... It, yeah, I mean, the, the big kind of pain for for that condition is the is the cyst that bursts sometimes. Oh, um, yeah, I've had one of those before. But also, everybody has you has different symptoms. There, some women grow beards. What? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, oh, my gosh. Because it's because it, of hormones? Yeah, because it messes up your hormones. Oh, my. Um. Fortunately, I, I had pretty pretty mild symptoms. I never, and I, even my cysts, I've only had a couple of cysts. My, so mostly it was just irregular periods. But, well, uh, that's good. so. Some people have really bad symptoms. Yeah, yeah, really terrible, you know. Um, problems with the weight, with the, and the body hair, and 
really really bad cysts really painful it's a really it's really um, really severe condition for some people but uh yeah so i'm fortunate i don't really don't have a whole lot of serious issues with it but uh for some reason my body did not like the the pills that they put me on because yeah it's just so i i stopped taking them so i'm actually not on birth control <laughs> You're yeah. like, eh, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> but we are going to probably try and see if we can if we can have another one soon. We don't know. Ooh. We don't know if we're going to be able to, but might as well. But if it happens, mm -hmm. it'll be awesome. Yeah. If not, that's okay, because you have Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. Wee. Yeah. He's... I always I almost call him Alexander on accident. It's okay. I think it's just because he looks like yes, his dad. Because he's a mini-me? <laughs> yes. Yes. There. He is. But I do see you in him, too. Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of like with my son, Harrison. Uh, he looks so much like his dad, but there are times, like, faces he makes and his personality. He's definitely me. Like, all all personality is me. No, no, he, Gabriel's just all personality was is his dad as well just... which is actually pretty challenging because you know i'm i'm a pretty big introvert and gabriel is a huge extrovert and i found that to be really challenging as someone who finds you know excessive social interactions very draining and somewhat stressful yeah. <laughs> gabriel has to be outside has to go and see people so it's been a challenge finding things that we can both be happy with so like i go to the gym five four or five times a week yeah and they'll take him for up to two hours so he gets his social time with the other kids that's awesome and then i get my alone time you know i've been wanting to do that but i'm a lazy fat fuck so you know <laughs> uh you can just go to the gym and sit in the sauna i'm not going to lie that's what i do sometimes, <laughs> anyway, I, sometimes at least a couple times a week when i had a gym membership i swear that's what i did like almost the whole time is sit in the sauna, kind of go swimming a little bit. <laughs> I would go on the treadmill and do some weights when Ron was with, but uh, it's, it's so, I'm so lazy. Well, I, you know, and I, I always say that I'm lazy, but I really should give myself a little more credit because I have two kids under the age of two. So, it's so hard, even for me, to make yourself get out of bed and make yourself go to the gym when you are so exhausted from yes. a night a night of giving getting up every two hours and feeding or, you know, when they're sick and stuffed up and you have to hold them. Yeah. You know, oh, well, you're constantly taking care of a tiny human who cannot fend for themselves. So it's constant. It's all the time, especially you because you're a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, you don't really get a break except for when you go to the gym and he, mm -hmm. you know, is in daycare. You know, with me, I almost look at work as a break <laughs> and it sucks to say that, but I'm like at work and I'm like, oh, I'm around adults. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get to have all my adult conversations and you know luckily i have co-workers that are just as twisted as me i think because then i can get all that out <laughs> you know because i can't do that at home i have to start watching my mouth oh yeah yeah oh because harrison you know he's starting to repeat everything we say when because i'm teaching him words right now 
So he's learning butterfly and, you know, um, just like everything he points to, I say the word and he tries to say it. So now... Oh, that's a fun stage. I love to say shit all the time. Shit, 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 shit. So right now I'm saying it a bunch because I'm downstairs in the closet recording. So, you know, get my fucks and shits and dams. Well, that's not a bad one, I guess. I don't care if my kid says that. Although, it would be kind of bad if he was at daycare and he was like, give me some damn milk. That would be kind of bad. <laughs> also kind of funny. Yes, I'm also kind of funny. funny <laughs> They'll be like, his parents are terrible people. <laughs> but I would say, you know, they are great. I do love having kids. and But I will say that pregnancy, there's hardly anything I loved about it. I can't really think of anything that was awesome. Besides... Uh, let me think. Was there anything good? Um, my hair was really thick because of the prenatal vitamins. And my nails got long. Yeah, my nails yeah. got long. Uh, which... People were really nice to me. Oh, especially yes. when I was the size of a house. I know. Everybody's like, oh, can I get that for you? Can I get the door for you? Oh, can I help you? Cars would start slowing down like a block and a half away <laughs> when I was crossing the street. <laughs> this is going to take her a while to get across. Yes. That, those were the, the pros, I guess. Um, I, let's, we should talk about, because this reminds me of like people are very nice to you, but people are very rude too when you're pregnant. I don't know if you had any rude comments that people didn't mean to be rude, but end up definitely being rude. Did you have any of those? Um, <laughs> I can't recall off the top of my head. That's good because I mean, they'd ask stupid questions or, you know, well, you know, whatever, but I just kind of dismiss. I them. constantly, and this is not anybody's fault. I don't want to say that it is, but there's people that were, that I literally see every day at work, you know, every day. And they would ask me constantly a couple of times a week, anytime they see me, when are you do? 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 And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, well, yeah. So I was still working when I was pregnant. And I remember at the end, because I was an agent mentor. So I saw different agents every day, you know, sometimes 10 or 12 of them, every time they come in, especially at the end. I bet you're ready to have that one. You have it out. So, yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh, you look like you're ready to pop. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first clue? Is it the I'm waddling? Like a pig. Yeah. Is it the waddling? No. Is it the donut I'm sitting on right now? No. <laughs> How about the groans of pain I make every time I move? <laughs> I know. It's like, ugh. That, I, that is so funny that you say that because I didn't even really recognize that before when I was that pregnant, that every time I moved, you like make a noise. It's like, ugh. Ugh, like every, every time you get up. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It's the it's the worst. And it gets so uncomfortable at the end. Mm. Like it your back hurts so bad. And just like everything seems to be a chore. Oh, my my thing was when I got pregnant, my body was just like, "Yeah, so we're pregnant. Let's go now." So by the time I was three months pregnant, I had already, I already had a, a good, a big belly <laughs> and which, yeah, that maybe was a little bit of a rude thing. People are like, you know, ask me how far along are you? Yeah. You look way further along than that. Thanks. 
I got that all I'm glad I look like a whale the time. already. You know, literally someone said this to me. They said, how far along are you? And I'm like, uh, five months. And then she's like, oh, wow. aren't you bigger than you're supposed to be? And then literally the person that was with her was like, you don't say that. Don't say <laughs> stuff like that. And I was just like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. I really wanted to be like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? definitely, definitely. And it's it's not like people mean to be rude, you know? Like, I, I know everybody has the best of intentions, but your inside voice, because your hormones and you're so pissed off all the time, is fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> well, it's funny because we were talking to Alexander's dad over Skype, and he asked him in Russian, are you sure she's as far along as she says she is? <laughs> and of course, Alexander tells me, he's like, don't tell me that stuff. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Just don't tell me. <laughs> Just don't tell me those things. Well, it's good that he tells you because, you know, my mom speaks another language. She speaks Thai. So she'll talk about me in front of other people, like with my aunts and uncles and be like, blah, 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 Amy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hmm, what did, what did you say? Oh, nothing. <laughs> that's like, when you know it wasn't anything good yes exactly and i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> should have learned thai uh but yeah pregnancy was terrible i would say that the birth was very welcomed i'm so happy that i gave birth like like i was so scared with harrison so mm. my first baby i'm like holy shit how am i going to push him out of my vagina. This is gonna be so scary. I'm gonna die. And I constantly, I mean, I have anxiety. So, I mean, I didn't know I had it then. So it was probably, uh, it was probably a good indication that I did because I was obsessed with Googling and getting books and stuff about birth and hmm. what to do and what to, um, like what to not really worry about, but what to look forward to. And then we also took a birthing class just because I wanted to be doubly sure. And I'm glad we did. Because they went over stuff of, you know, if this or this happens, you know, uh, go to the hospital. If this or this happens, you know. You don't and they're really great for for networking, you know, support from other moms who are, yes. you know, going through the same thing at the same time. Definitely. Because, I mean, in the... In I didn't the, do one, but that's because I'm antisocial. <laughs> we need one for introverts. <laughs> what you just all Skype in or something? Yeah, you all Skype in. You don't have to talk, or you could just watch a YouTube video. I bet they'd have those for introverts. <laughs> That's so funny because I'm totally extroverted. I like it's Ron's introvert. He's definitely an introvert, but he can talk to people. I mean, you can talk to people too. Yeah, when I have to. Yeah, when you have to, and you're talking right now. You agreed to do the podcast. Yay! I did. <laughs> Yes, and you know, but it's okay. There's only like one person that listens, <laughs> so it's okay. One day, maybe when millions listen, probably not. But I'll invite you back, and <laughs> to freeze up and just not to say. freeze up. <laughs> Be like thousands of people are listening to you. <laughs> no pressure. No, okay. but no pressure. <laughs> but no, definitely um, those classes helped a lot. Um, and I think that what helped was talking to those women about their pregnancy because I thought I was alone on certain symptoms and stuff. They'd be like, oh, yeah, me too. Or, you know, there was one girl 
that was like, oh, I've had such a great pregnancy. And it was so funny because, like, half the room looked at her and, like... Fuck you. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> fuck you, this was awful, and this is awful, and I want you to stop. <laughs> and that's how I felt. And, you know, as soon as, um, like, Harrison came a week early, I, I think it's because I willed him out. I was just like, come on, get out of me. I don't want you in here anymore. I'm kicking you out. I went walking at Mall of America. I did everything I could. I ate spicy foods. I was like, I want this kid out right now. And a week before his due date, the 21st, he came. And uh, that was painful. I will say mm. that when the, contract, the contractions started, I thought I was having real contractions. And you're not... So, by the way, when you have them, when they're ready... The doctor used, the doctors say, you know, if you're having contraction and it hurts so bad you can't talk through it and you find it hard to breathe and it's like the worst pain ever, then you know you're like this is a real contraction and you're ready to go. Um, but they won't admit you to the hospital. So I don't know how it was for you, Erin, but for me, um, I had to be dilated to, oh, what was it? A four? Yeah. Yeah, four. So I had to be dilated to a four in order to be admitted. So I went in a couple hours before that, and I was only dilated to uh, a two, <laughs> I think. Um, my contractions were like nine minutes apart, I think. And she was like, no, you have to come back when they're like three to four minutes apart. I was like, what? That's not what they told me in the birthing class. Because, like, some of them were seven minutes apart, and we were yeah. told it was five to seven. Yeah. Not with your Well, first it's different for, yeah, it's different, yeah, it's different for everybody. I mean, I mean, that's, actually, I just got to show you. Mine, um, I was also ready to be done preg with being pregnant, and I walked around all of Cent uh, Centennial Lakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking to him, telling him that he, yeah, I was, I was done. <laughs> he was being... There was only enough room for two for one of us, and since I was here first, he was going to be evicted. <laughs> so, uh, and about an hour after I got home, my water broke. So I actually didn't have any contractions. Oh, really? Um, yeah, not a single contraction. My water broke, and I was in the middle of starting dinner, so I finished cooking dinner. Oh, really? Were you standing when your water broke? Uh, it started to, it was a very, when my water broke, it wasn't like on the, no, they on usually, the, it on the movies where it's like, <laughs> bursts everywhere, everywhere, it actually just, it, I felt like I had peed myself a little bit. Okay. And I'm like, uh, okay. So then, um, I figured that it, my water was broke, had broken because it just started, it just kept trickling, just a slow trickle. Yeah. That's so I, I put a, I put a, I put a, I put a pad in. Uh-huh. And then I just finished cooking dinner. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, well, not as you know, I hadn't had a single contraction yeah, yet. So, and, they, and my doctor told me that you know, it's, you know, it's usually not a rush. That, on the, that it's not a, a rush, um, especially if there's no contractions on on the first one. Yeah, my doctor I think told me somewhere around five minutes apart was a good time to go in because it's going to take a while. Yeah. Um. So I didn't, yeah, it was just fine. So I finished, I did, I, we had dinner, and Alexander wanted to watch Harry Potter. <laughs> the longest movie ever. Good thing it wasn't Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. 
So he, we actually had started watching it, and then the, 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 like, my water just kept coming. Yeah. So I finally called into the hospital, and I told them what was going on. They're like, well, we'd really like you to come in. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. And you didn't have any contractions, though, the whole time, right? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I hadn't had, I didn't have a contraction until after they had, I, they had checked me in, and they had verified that it was actually, my water had okay. broken. Because I went in early, I, I went in, I had gone in the week before where I thought my water had broken, turned out I had That happened, happened to me too! Oh my god! <laughs> no, seriously, the week before with Harrison, I was walking, and, like, it came out, and I was like, yeah. did my oh, water yeah. break? Because I did not have to pee, nothing, it just... Nope, nope. You lose complete yeah. control of your bowel, or your of, bowel. Your, of your bladder. <laughs> you just poop yourself all the time. Yeah. Does that, that scare anybody? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not until the actual <laughs> you know, yourself in the bed. But no, that literally happened to me. I was at work, and I was waddling to the um, um, elevators, and it just, like, splurred, splurted, spurted yeah. out. Yeah. And, yeah, squirted out. Spurt and I was out. like, oh. And then I ran to the bathroom. And, okay, this is gross, everybody. But when, when you are pregnant, you do this. But I smelled it to see if it was pee okay I was... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't smell like anything I mean, I it it smelled like, I was like nothing so it was like oh my god is this amniotic yeah. fluid i think my water broke so yeah. i called the doctor and i'm like there was no smell there was no color um i was like it just came out and it trickled down my leg and she's like okay well you know, we don't, we want you to come in. It, you might have just peed yourself, but, you know, we want yeah, you to come right. in. So I did, and it was a false alarm, and I totally peed myself. So to be clear, this happens a lot. And don't, don't not go to the doctor because you think you peed yourself, and don't feel embarrassed. Yes, because you exactly. Pee yourself. Always call the nurse line at least, you know. Yes, call the nurse line. They yes. have been through And I all. will say this too, and they have told me this a million times, the nurses, don't feel bad calling anytime you have a question because they want to hear from you. They don't want to not hear from you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, don't think everything is normal because not everything is normal, you know. So, like, always call. And sometimes things that are, you know, quote unquote normal are not necessarily normal for, you know, maybe also something that maybe yes, addictive yes, or something else. So. Exactly. And I would say that uh speak words, yes. Which <laughs> my brain see this is mom brain. This is how what always happens. Like speak words, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh just like <laughs> You, I had some. Yeah, it's because it's the it's the extreme sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like Alexander always joked about my pregnancy brain, and I always always just look at him and like, you know what, you know what, you try being an extra fifty pounds, and everything is swollen, and your tailbone feels like somebody <laughs> is taking a hammer to it repeatedly, and. Uh, your, your genitalia no, is so swollen from blood that it throbs and you can't, you can't sleep because there is no position that is comfortable. And when you do get into a comfortable position, the parasite inside of you decides that that is when they want oh, to kick yes. you in the kidney. Like Evelyn did that to me 
all the time. As soon as I got comfortable, it'd be like, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, oh my god, I just want to sleep. And she kicked so hard. Yeah. And she still does. I swear, they are the same in utero as they are, like, once they're born. They're the same, because they're... They both have the same... Yeah, the same pain to Yes, them. they sleep the same as they did, like, in the womb. Like, seriously. And it's weird. But anyway, I I was saying something about water breaking. Oh! It's my fault. Yes, it is your fault. It's okay. <laughs> Speaking of water breaking, I know I keep jumping back and forth between my kids, but sometimes I get them mixed up, too. And I'm, I was thinking about water breaking now my water um didn't break either time they had to be broken by the doctor both times mm. um and with it actually it doesn't hurt so i'm going to tell you this is what like i wish people told me don't be scared of them breaking your water because it doesn't hurt they take like something that looks like a crochet needle it, i could probably crochet with it i mean it looks exactly like a crochet needle and they stick it up there, they find that sack, and then they just poke a hole through it. And sometimes it'll come trickling out or it will um, burst out just like, you know, if it happened naturally. Um, but it's the same thing. You feel like you're peeing yourself, you know, and it, it doesn't hurt. Um, it can hurt if it immediately starts contractions, which happens sometimes to people. Like, your water will break, and then immediately you have painful contractions. Both times for my kids, did not. Like Erin said, she did not. So. Yeah. Um, I didn't end up yet. Like, so I was saying, I didn't end up getting contractions until after I was admitted. Yeah. And sometimes, I will say, the surprising thing about the whole birthing process to me was how long it took. <laughs> you know, I mean, I knew that it was going to be... You know, not really short. It's going to be a couple hours. But, like, I had, with my daughter. Not 18 hours. Yeah. 18 hours. With my daughter, it was 24 hours, or more than 24 mm. hours, because I was induced with her. So that takes a long time when you're being, usually with induction, they say that, you know, it takes a while to get things started. One of my friends, she was, she was induced and that she was in labor for two days. Yeah, it takes forever. I was not in pain with my daughter, though. Like, I wish I wouldn't have gotten that epidural with her, because I I, I think I wrongly assumed that it was going to hurt like Harrison did. Harrison hurt like a bitch. I thought I was going to die with him. So I got the epidural for her, and I will say, um, you know, they put a shot in your back to numb it, and then they, you know, insert it into the epi epidural, like, layer or whatever between your... It's not, like... Uh, it's between the spine, the bones, isn't it? I, I don't know. I didn't get I, one. <laughs> I am being so terrible with this looking up... Uh, let me look it up. Because I feel like people are really scared of the epidural. Um, and I know that was one of the questions that people had. Because a lot of people want to do it but are afraid. And what I will say, if you're considering it, take a birthing class because they will um, pass around the epidural um, device, the whole like needle and everything for you to look at um, 
for you to determine whether or not that's something that you want to do. Um, it will take away all the pain. Um, most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time, if it doesn't work like mine. So, um, when it, it worked for the first one, for my son, it numbed everything down there, which is good and bad. Because it took forever to push him out because I couldn't feel it down there. Um, so... Yeah, that is one thing. With epidurals, it definitely always takes longer. Yes. Because you just can't... You can't feel your lower extremities. Because in a natural case, it, it makes you... The contractions make you want to push. Um, so... Yeah, the um, a small tube or a catheter is threaded through the needle into the epidural space. So it's like between like the bones. Like it, they don't say it on here, but um, with my with the first one, I had the best epidural guy. Put it in and out in like three seconds. That sounded terrible. You put it in and out in three seconds, <laughs> but he and I didn't even feel it. And with the second one, oh, it was awful. He first couldn't find a spot, and he's like, oh, nope, that's your bone. And let me tell you, it felt like exactly how you would think it'd feel if someone took a needle and was like... Jammed it into yes, your bone? <laughs> jammed it into your bone. was like... Doo, 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 doo. And that's... It was horrible. I can still remember what that felt like, and I want to cringe. And, you know, once he put it... He put it in, and um, I know is I have awful choice of words right now. Um, as Aaron's snickering in the background. Uh, hey, I'm at home with a baby. Over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was getting numbed, I felt numb in my lower back, and I felt numb on my thighs, but I could still feel my vaginas. And the reason why I knew that before the baby came out is because they inserted a catheter, a urinary, urinary is a catheter, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. I felt that when they put it in and it hurt. Did you have one put mm. in? No. No, I figured. No. You I think that's something that goes with the epidural. Yeah. It's usually because you you're, no. Because you can't feel your bladder. Yeah. So Whatever. it hurt so bad. I was telling them, I'm like, is this supposed to hurt? I'm like, it, it ting, tingles and it stings. And they're like, no, you're not supposed to feel that at all. And, um, so they kept trying to do, they put, um, they put some numbing cream on my vagina so that I couldn't feel the catheter. And they're like, well, let's give it a little bit. And you know, it, it never kicked in for my vagina. So I felt everything of him coming down or her coming out and it hurt like the dickens and i would say that it was just like the most intense pressure i've ever felt and i felt like i was going to be ripped in half and that i was going to die i don't know how it felt for you <laughs> i just felt like i really had to poop <laughs> that too <laughs> so i you know i and the thing is you know, whatever you're deciding to do, what you want to do with your birthing plan, it's, the most important thing is research everything. Even yes. something, even the stuff that you don't plan on doing, like home births or whatever. So you have a good idea about everything that's out there and your different options. And that's what I did. I researched all my options. And if you feel like you want to do an epidural, don't feel bad about doing epidurals. Especially, I mean, they've, they've, got, they've become so good at it recently. Yeah. You know, even like my sister, she had her kids seven years apart 
And the difference was like night and day with how much more efficient they are with the epidurals and how much more effective they are. Oh, really? Is that what she said? Yeah. So she she had a, her first kid like seven years ago? Or? Yeah. Well, her her first one is now 11 and her oh, okay. last one was is now five. So what? Six years? Right? Yeah. So six years apart. Um, so, uh, I decided not to do an epidural because I wanted to be able, I do not like being confined to a bed at all. And when you get an epidural or something like that, you, you're not moving because they hook you up to all kinds of stuff. So I didn't want to do that. And also I had this terrible paranoia about a spinal headache. That's just my thing. (laughs) I don't like needles. That's why I originally didn't want to do it. But, uh, so I didn't do an epidural. I did do the laughing gas, though. Yes, I did that, too, for my second one, for the beginning of the contractions. Yeah. Makes you feel very high. Yeah. You get a little, you know, a little loopy. Your head gets a little swimmy. Um, but it's... Yes. Yeah. But it's nice. Um, but by the end, they make you do... The only thing with the laughing gas is that your partner can't hold it for you. You have to administer yeah. your own gas. So at the end... Yeah, screw holding a gas a, a, a gas mask to my face. Like that's not happening. <laughs> so I. <laughs> that's why I asked for an epidural because it started hurting so much that I was sucking in too much, where it was making me feel yeah, sick. You get a little nauseous. Like my head was swimming so much, but at first it was awesome, <laughs> and then I just kept staring at Ron and laughing. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, I, and I kept saying, I feel like I'm doing something really naughty. Because I was like, should I be doing this? Because I felt so high and I was pregnant. I was like, this feels wrong. <laughs> Which is so funny. Um, and I, I also felt, it also kind of felt like I had a bunch of wine. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. But it just did. The great <laughs> thing about the laughing gas is it gives you options to do every, pretty much everything else. Even if you use it. Because yeah. it wears off within five minutes. Yes, exactly. And you really just have to blow out, like, yeah. like yeah. if if you don't, if you really want to get rid of that yeah. as fast as possible. So if there's, you know. if, you, if you're not sure what you want to do, Laughing Gas is a great place to start. Yes. And, you know, not all hospitals are offering that right now, but I know that they will probably soon. Yeah. Because I know that when I was at Methodist, they said, you know, we just started this. We just got this here. And, you know, it's a great option, mm-hmm. the Laughing Gas, you know, so... Um, and I, I think there's, there are so many options for pain relief. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, like it's, the, it's great. because I, so because I didn't do an epidural, uh, they let me labor in the tub. That was yes. nice. It was okay. Yeah. It didn't help a love whole it. lot. It didn't help a whole lot, but just a little bit. I'd be afraid to like fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alexander helped me in and out of the tub. So. Oh, that's good. But, uh, so that was nice. It, I, um, it was weird and awkward, especially when the nurse would come in and I'm, you know, naked in the t- t- tub <laughs> and, you know, she doesn't blink an eye, but I'm just like, yeah. I am not modest with nudity when I'm like going through the birthing process. I will tell you when I'm giving birth, I give a shit not about anything. I literally had, okay, with my daughter, since she has a cleft lip and palate, they had a ton of nurses and doctors like, in and out of the um, room. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of resident doctors. Oh, of course, yeah. Yes. That's always at Methodist. I always yeah. have the people doing residency there. So, um, I had my legs just sprawled open. 
And this guy walks in with a man bun. And he was a resident doctor. And Ron's kind of looking at him like, like thinking, who is this? And he's just like, hi, I want to introduce myself. And he was just telling us that he was the resident doctor on for the night. And I was like, oh, hi. And Ron, like, or the nurse came in and was like, I'll cover you up. And, like, put the blanket over my legs. Because I was, like, out there. Because they kept coming in to check. Because I was getting more and more dilated. Yeah. But, like, I just don't care. I was just like, you know how many people have seen my vagina by now? Well, especially at the end, I was, yeah, I didn't care. My mom and my, mom and my sister walked in and I was just, like... Bent over the bed, full labor, like, oh, gown, no. gown is open, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like, get this fucking baby yeah. out I of me. I want him out of me right now. And poor Alexander. I, thankfully, I only told Alexander to get the hell away from me twice. I was very proud of myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> what did he do that pissed you off? Do you remember? I, he was just asking me if I was okay. <laughs> rubbing my back and asking me repeatedly if I'm okay. I'm not fucking okay, okay? Does it look like I'm okay? I have a small <laughs> human trying to tear its way out of me. <laughs> yes, it's like, stop fucking talking to me. You, like, turn into a demon. <laughs> You're scary. <laughs> it's okay, and though. It's okay. They're so used to, like, all the nurses. Everybody's used to it, though. So. Oh, so the best thing, I think the best part was, though, what I told my nurses that I was planning on a natural birth. You could visibly see the nurse kind of go a little rigid <laughs> and just kind of hold her breath just for, you know, a split second. Because I'm sure that they've encountered many, because that's a big thing now, trying to do the natural birth. Yeah, and I think that um, there's a, probably a lot of girls that, like, are saying, no, I want, I, now I want the pain meds, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think they have both, where women decide at the last minute that they want it, which can be a problem, because sometimes that they, they decide too it. late. Yeah. Um, well, which or, is nice about the laughing gas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or sometimes women become so fixated on this birthing plan, this idea in their head about how it's supposed to go, it ends up being a pretty big detriment to them. And, and yes. Especially if a complication arises. Yes, exactly. And I will say that is a really good point because in the birth, in the birthing um, class that I had and, and multiple doctors I talked to and nurses, that's something they emphasize all the time because I think there's so many moms that get obsessed with their birthing plan. Just obsessed. Like they get the music and they get, you know, like, oh, I want I want these essential oils rubbed on me exactly two hours into labor. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They get crazy about it. And then it's so hard for the nurses and the doctors if you're a bitch about it. But, I mean, you're also being a bitch because you're hormonal and you're having a baby. Well, and it's but also like... Like, if something doesn't happen that is part of the plan, it can be a real issue for the nurses for, if somebody refuses to give up on what this is, what's supposed yeah. to happen. No, no, no. What do you mean my baby's breech thing? That's not Yeah. Something. What do you mean I have to have an emergency C-section? Yeah. yeah. You know? And that, it happens. And, you know, that's why when I went into it, I was like, I want to do the epidural, is what I told the doctor. But I'm like, but, like... I'm fine if we have to do it a C-section or whatever we have to do, we have to do. I just want a healthy baby. Mm -hmm. And you that's know? and that's how I actually made my nurses kind of relax a little bit because, you know, because the nurse, she's kind of got a little rigid and then she's trying to, and I could tell that she had tried, she had practiced this speech a few times. She starts to go into, okay, I understand and, and we want to respect your birth plan as much as possible. 
But in the event <laughs> that something should arise that is unforeseen, would you be okay with? And I'm like, you know, stop, stop. I don't want to listen to this 10 minute spiel of you trying to tell me that you're going to fucking give me drugs if you need to give me drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's fine. It's fine. I, understand. I, I laughed. I said, yeah, I would like to do natural, but I'm totally open to anything that needs to be done. The most important thing is that the baby is healthy. Yes. And then, of exactly. course, my nurses kind of lightened up. They, you know, we, you know, it's always good to have a good rapport with your nurses. I actually, we had two. I actually ended up with two for some strange reason. Um, I had two as well. Yeah, um, but my nurses were great, and my my hospital was great because they were definitely willing to work with me on you know everything I, I needed and wanted. Um, and that was Fairview Southdale. Fairview so, Southdale. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's by my work. Yeah, um, yeah. I heard all, they just got a big remodel, so. Yeah, and you know that's why I went to Methodist because they had a big remodel too. Yeah. Um, I will say, I've been to Methodist for a couple different reasons. Um, you know, I went there when I um had my baby and my daughter, and then also my father-in-law passed away at Methodist. Oh. Um, and I will say that in the birthing center and in the ICU, like the nurses are amazing i can't even say enough about methodist nurses they are so compassionate and they are so um they're just so smart and they just are always there and i they are very attentive and um sensitive to your needs and respectful but i also love the doctors too i like i like doctors to be straightforward but also compassionate you know what i mean yeah so and that's what how they're like. And um, I, you know, went to a different hospital. I don't know if I should mention their name or not, <laughs> but you know, it, let's just say it's in Maple Grove, and I had Harrison there, <laughs> and um, the nurses, they are so understaffed there, hmm. and or at least they we, were when Harrison was born. We don't. Yeah, wanna... and they still are. Okay. My father was just in, I was trying to be helpful. The, yes. <laughs> they, my father was just in the ICU. There oh, yeah. He was very sick. And both times, one of the worst experiences ever because the nurses are running in and out. And at the emergency room, we went there for my dad, and we waited over two hours until I started, like, there was people that were leaving because they were pissed. They had to wait that long. I was like, my dad is in pain right now. I literally had to sit there and watch my dad in pain for two hours. And I'm like, he couldn't even, he was like, I can't get in the car. I don't think I could survive the car ride. Like, he was really sick. You wanted to do he, one of those steel magnolia moments where you start banging on the desk? <laughs> I don't know I if you've ever never seen that seen, movie. <laughs> I have never seen steel magnolias. So and anybody listening to this is going to be like, what? Because everybody has seen that anybody, movie except for me. Yeah, anybody who's listening to this should better have watched steel magnolias. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has except for me. Like, the, everybody loves that movie. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Even Alexander loves that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't get any of the references. There's people that make references to it all the time. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> But yeah, it was just, I would say that please, please look up reviews, you yeah. know. Um, well, research the hospital yes. thoroughly. Yes. Because and, you, if you, especially if you have a particular birth plan that you want, 
different yes. hospitals offer different things. So, like you were saying, some hospitals offer the laughing gas, some don't. Some don't, yeah. And I would say, like, definitely look at more updated reviews because I didn't do that with Maple Grove. If I would have known that they were um, understaffed, I wouldn't have gone there. Um, because now I've read reviews after I was waiting in the waiting room with my dad, and I, you know, at the emergency, all the reviews were about how understaffed they were and how long they had to wait. And vice versa, for another way of showing why you should do recent reviews, the Fairview had bad reviews from years ago because they were... Yes. Yeah, they were, the facility was getting old and they were a little understaffed, but they've made some really big improvements. Yeah. In the last couple of years. I, so. uh, you know, I have read about that. I've read bad stories about mm -hmm. Fairview, you know, but I have known a couple of people that have had babies there now and I've said that it's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th things change and I'm hoping things change in Maple Grove yeah. because it was, it's awful and they, they need more people to work there. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I just think that where that place is located, it's like, so centralized for a lot of people that tend there's tend to be a lot of people there it's very nice there though i'll say that and quiet so but back to the, how birth was for me <laughs> <laughs> yes. we, we digress uh it was it was pretty at the end there uh especially since he came out really fast oh and for the people who think that once they say you can push then it's going to be over soon uh <laughs> yeah that's not how that works <laughs> yeah. Especially on your first one, they, what do they say? The average is two hours. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky because he was only twenty minutes. What? Twenty minutes of pushing, but because he came out oh. so fast, I tore pretty, pretty good. <gasps> so wow. I, I had a good what tear. Degree, what, what degree? What degree tear did you? Two. Have? I did yeah. two. So as well. I mean, it was it was a good it was a good two. So not the not the worst. Ouch. But no. Isn't that a third degree? Is it a fourth degree? I think it's just three. Remember. Yeah. Three? Because three involves Muscles. your other yeah. hole. I thought it involved yeah. your other well, hole, Well, it involves... Like, oh, God! Yeah. yeah. So, it's all layer. Third is all layers of the skin and muscle gets torn. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just, like, dying right now. Man. When Bailey listens to this, she's going to be like, oh, my God, I really don't want to have kids now like she's always telling me like how i do not make you know being a mother like look appealing or sound appealing and i'm like i know i don't mean to but it's probably because when i'm around adults i like to come i not like i like to complain but i tend to complain <laughs> because i'm like i just want to get it out off my yeah. chest <laughs> but it's really awesome i promise it is, well yeah it is awesome because afterwards you're just I just remember being, uh, feeling so much relief. Yes, me too. Oh my god, I felt the same after, exact way. Yeah, after, yeah, um, and oh, I I think that the placenta was oh. worse. No, mine was like good both well, times. Yeah, but I I didn't have any drugs, so like I felt every stitch that they put in. Oh, they put numbing stuff. They yeah. numbed my. Well, I think they use a little bit of numbing stuff, but I can still feel Yeah, they feel usually it inject well. a little numbing stuff into your vajay before it, they... It's still pretty tender, though. I still felt like it was just ridiculous. I did not feel... I felt it with Harrison when they stitched me up, mm. and then they put the numbing stuff on, then I didn't feel it. With Evelyn, I didn't feel it. 
With Evelyn, I felt everything in my vagina because the because the epidural didn't work. So I felt her coming out and everything. Like she got stuck on um, one of my bones, so she was like there, like stretching everything. And I just remember looking at Ron with panic, like I was gonna die. Well, and my I, mom and my sister oh, started laughing because Gabriel was coming out with his hands on his face. And I would push, and they would see his little fingers coming out, and then I would stop pushing, and then he'd pop back, suck back in. And I'd <laughs> yeah. sit there laughing. I'm like, this is not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> this hurts really bad. <laughs> and it's it's funny because you're like, I've been through this. <laughs> you know, I, is it weird that I so badly want to be in the labor room with, somebody else now you can come I'm to the next with? one amy yes <laughs> let me be there i'll be there with popcorn like those michael jackson memes yeah. i'll be like hum, hum. <laughs> it's definitely a different experience i was at both of my sister's births and were you? Uh, yeah i was not like in the rooms for my sisters i was there right after they were born um but now like after having babies i don't know why i'm like i really want to be in the room i want to be like the person not going through all that well i had to hold my sister's leg because her husband almost fainted oh really which by the way if men if the if your man is a little queasy or nothing like blood yeah. then you better be prepared yeah that he may be absolutely no help at the end <laughs> ron is not queasy with that stuff well i mean he is so he just doesn't look you know he don't look in that direction. Look away. Look yes. away. Yeah, that's what Alexander did. He's just like, I'm just going to focus on the head. His mom, <laughs> my mom, I think it was my mom. I can't remember if it was my mom or my sister. like, you got to come and see this. And I said, no, no. I'm going to stay up here, and I'm going to coach Aaron, <laughs> and you can hold her leg. That's... You know what's so funny? Okay, so with Evelyn, they didn't ask him to cut the cord for Harrison because they had a rush to get um some fluid out of him yeah and yeah. um so he didn't get to cut the cord for him but evelyn when she came out because they immediately took her out and put her on my chest yeah and i didn't get that experience with harrison so that was awesome um and that's the first time i saw her too because i knew she had a cleft lip and palate i knew she had a cleft lip but not a, i didn't know that she had, didn't have a palate um so that was really difficult but um they they asked ron they're like do you want to cut the cord and he's like Mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> and then I was like, Ron, <laughs> just go cut it. And then he ended up doing it because I think it was making him queasy. Because <laughs> he was it's, like, oh, no. Alexander was so disoriented. It took the nurse like five minutes to get him to realize that she was asking him to cut the cord. <laughs> and then he's just like, here? And she's like, between these two uh, snaps, you know, whatever, clips. Yeah, between the these two clips. Where? <laughs> Between the clips. Are you sure? <laughs> Put the cord. God damn it, just cut the cord. <laughs> and he's just like, what? That's just so cute, though. And um, uh, I will say, like, I was so happy when Harrison came out. I was so happy with my daughter, but it's, it's a different experience when you know that your daughter is going to be born with a... Uh, a condition or well she just has a birth defect you know and it's like you're happy but you're also worried at the same time you know because with clefts you can tell that they have you can be certain they have a cleft lip through ultrasound but not always can you tell if they have a cleft palate it's hard to see on ultrasound um or um so they were guessing it was a cleft palate 
but they said, you know, you can only really tell right now, um, the, cause we don't have the technology for that. It, the only time you're going to really know for sure is after she's born. So, you know, it's, it's a little weird, you know, when, um, like you so badly want to meet her, but at the same time you're scared for her because like you don't know the extent of it. So once I knew she didn't have a palette, she mostly doesn't have one at all. Like it's kind of like a little bit there on the left, but, um, I remember Ron telling me, she's like, he, he said she has a, a cleft palette and lip and a, there's no palette. And I'm like, what do you mean there's no palette? And he's like, there's just not nothing up there. And it made me really sad, but you know, that really wore off after the f probably two days. Um, because like we're literally like every other baby. I mean, I, you kind of forget it after a while, like out of anything for my child to have, to be born with, uh, you know, I'm grateful that it was that, you know, cause there's other serious things out there. You know, I've had, I've had plenty of friends and relatives and stuff that have babies that were, you know, had heart conditions and, and such. So I don't want to complain about that because, you know, she is, has a great surgeon and she's a really tough baby. You know, she's mm. better than Harrison. And she's such a happy baby. Yes. Oh my God. She's so happy. Like, you know, like I went to Mall of America today and I was changing her in the bathroom. They have a baby changer, not inside the stall. So people were walking in and she would smile at every single person. Mm. That was walking yeah. by and everyone's like she's so smiley and i'm like i know so crazy that the cleft baby is the smiley one <laughs> gabriel does that too i find it annoying just smiles at everybody this once again because i'm anti-social <laughs> you're like please people don't stop to me <laughs> stop, please, please. <laughs> i got stopped i got stopped five times at the grocery store the other day women that he was flirting with and was like ah that is so funny Gabriel just stop stop <laughs> smiling at people <laughs> and he knows it he's like yes and he's so gonna good. do it even more especially when he's a teenager and he realizes that his mother's an introvert he's gonna just troll you all the time he's gonna invite <sighs> you to all like the parties and stuff hey mom um, come to this PTA meeting <laughs> that I heard about I don't know why <laughs> it'll be hilarious um but let's just do quick um feeding of our babies we should probably talk about that real quick and yeah i think i think we got distracted by the whole labor did. thing i would say <laughs> because it's such a big deal and then it's over <laughs> I know. I but know. feeding feeding babies how was your experience with that i was lucky he latched on really really well very early they the nice thing was because because they didn't do any sort of drugs he was pretty with it right away they actually latched him on right after he was born nice yeah he didn't really suck any on anything in the first one but he made some attempts so <laughs> he, he started feeding pretty quickly um the only thing with the with the brushing um was just the chapping and the the bleeding oh yeah i remember that, that for the first like week or two which is just oh it's awful and um if you do tear and you get stitches be careful when you get out of bed when they send you home because i tore one of my stitches which is not and an enjoyable experience did you have to go back in and get it fixed 
Or was it fine? Uh, I did go back in and they took a look at it, but they said it was healing so well on its own that they weren't going to oh, okay. put it. They just took the stitch out because the stitch tore, but then it was just floating around in there so I could feel it. Yeah. Like oh. poking into me. <laughs> I had that <laughs> at one point up. when it didn't tear, but like when it was starting to dissolve. Yeah. Like it kind of poked out and that no is annoying. I would yeah, tell you. Super annoying. The like the so tickly stitch poking at you. You're like, oh yeah. my god. And but I will tell you about by the way, about uh stitches, you know, I had I was I tore both times and with the first one, Ron comes and picks me up from the hospital in the truck. <laughs> so Remember how it is to get in a truck? You kind of have to jump up. And I was like, when he came over to pick me up, I was like, are you serious? I'm like, you went home, brought the car back, and then got in the truck and brought that to the hospital to pick me up. And he's like, well, I thought it would fit more things. And I'm like, did you think about me trying to get in this truck? <laughs> we had to do like a makeshift like stool. We had to take like our... our uh, suitcase <laughs> put it on the ground and then I had three people like trying to lift me up into the truck and I'm like oh son of a bitch I'm like this is awful so make sure you have the proper equipment before and after labor including yes. the proper vehicle oh and steal yes. all of that those free disposable underwear and pads that they give you yes steal everything you yes. can I will say that diapers wipes whatever because think about the hospital bill you're gonna get anyways Okay, so take that yeah. shit. And, and, like, it's there for yeah, you. And don't waste your time bringing in your own robe or whatever, because you just end up no. getting blood all over it anyway. Just... Yeah, I would say don't really worry about anything you bring besides toiletries yeah. and, and just, like, comfy clothes. I, I went to Goodwill I, and I got a $2 robe. That's a good idea. But yeah, you don't really right. need it, though, at the hospital, right? No, they, you really don't. They Especially if you're not very modest. <laughs> your butt is hanging out. It's fine. <laughs> your butt's hanging out. But yeah, I would say steal everything. Um, and then with the feeding of the baby, get nurses to help if they won't latch or if, you know, you're doing bottle feeding or whatever. Like, get help from the nurses. Don't be afraid to. Like, next yeah, baby I have, I'm going to ask. <laughs> and yeah, definitely, you know, use their um, lactation consultants. Is that what they call them? Yes. Yeah. Because most hospitals have one now. And yeah. it's, yeah. It's, they're very, very helpful. Yeah, because you feel so safe at home, at the hospital, and then once you go home, you're like, oh, shit, there's no nurses or doctors here, <laughs> you know? And you're like, and, I have this tiny baby. And that's another thing. Look at this. So I got this. I ended up requesting to be discharged early because I didn't want to spend two days in the hospital. Yeah. My hospital offered to have a nurse come for a home visit because I oh. discharged myself a day early. Mm -hmm. Take them up on it. You know, it's, yeah. I, I did that. So we did that just because our insurance paid for it. Mm -hmm. They actually came to the house to check on Harrison because he wasn't latching. He wasn't eating. He lost like 13% of his weight and they should only lose like 10% of their birth weight. So having the nurse come to the house was awesome because mm -hmm. she helped me with latching and all that stuff. I ended up not breastfeeding either of my kids, though. So, and, that's, I mean, and that's fine. You know, pe you know, if you if they're not eating and they're not getting weight, you know, it's always good to try that first. But don't yeah. feel like a failure if it doesn't work. No, because the best baby is a fed baby. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think just the whole lesson of being a mom is, like, learn to not be judgmental to other moms, for one. 
<clears throat> and then also not to be hard on yourself if something doesn't turn out the way you thought it would. Well, I think it comes back down to the not being married to that plan again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because this is life, yeah. right? Life doesn't have a plan. Like, you, like, there's always going to be something that goes wrong or something that just doesn't go the way you thought it would. And it's fine, you know? And I think if you you get too caught up in the plan, you're just going to stress yourself out way too much. You're not going to be able to enjoy that beautiful little ball of goo as much. Goo and vomit and poop. (laughs) But they smell so good. (laughs) Speaking of poop, um, what was I saying? Oh, (coughs) there was um, a little nose inhaler thing in the car that my mom accidentally left when she was here last time. It's this weird, like, Asian thing that has, like, menthol and stuff in it and you like put it like you sniff it in your nose <laughs> to like clear it up and it's supposed to help like a with plague vertigo. <laughs> I don't know it's supposed to help with vertigo and with when you're stuffed up and everything so Ron was feeling a little dizzy and I'm like oh look at this I'm like try this and he's like oh, I don't want to like put it in my nose and he's like your mom put this in her nose I'm like she didn't put it in her nose it was like in the outside of her nose and he's like well I don't want to do that and I go Ron your hand has been in poop, mm-hmm. in baby poop. Mm-hmm. So, really? You're going to worry about this? <laughs> and he laughed, and he's like, well, that, you know, it's only happened like a couple of times. <laughs> I'm like, that's way worse. Everybody okay. everybody experiences a poop catastrophe at some point. Yeah. And isn't it like the worst thing ever? Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's like you, it's, <laughs> it's like you're pay, playing hot potato or <laughs> something, or like I have a bomb in your hand. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's like, it's like the end of the world. Seriously, the first time I put my hand in poop, I was just like, no! It's pretty disgusting. Worst thing ever. Any Anything that surprised you about um, being a mom? Or anything that you thought was going to be easy and end up not being easy? Uh, it's hard. I mean, I have a, come from a pretty big family. So, I, I mean, I had a lot of experience with kids. You do. And, You're really good with kids. Um, so, I guess I wouldn't say anything that surprised surprise me because that means that I had no idea it was going to happen so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is some stuff that's been challenging. I don't know about surprise. One thing that I, did, I was surprised, this is surprising me, I didn't, how I don't feel like a mom. Yeah. You know, you, I think it's some, you know, there's, you know, in your head, you, you feel like you're going to have the baby and then suddenly the, the switch is going to go off and you're just going to, you know, suddenly start wearing mom jeans. <laughs> Oh God! If I ever like do that, just slap me in the something face. Something like that, you know. Something, something major about you is going to change, but you know, it's you're still you. Yeah. And then you happen to also have a baby. You know, that is the same. I would say that I always say that to Ron. I go, "Do you feel like a parent? Do you feel like we're parents, a grown up with jobs and a house, and and we're parents? A small human that depends yeah. on you to live. Like it, they literally depend on us to live." And he's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, I don't either. I don't. Sometimes I still feel like the old, like, 25-year-old me, you know? Single and whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel different in my head. And you know what I think it is? I was just thinking about this. We, as children, create this idea of our parents. Like, of what a parent is, of what a mom and dad is. When we're kids... All they ever have been to us are parents. Yeah, that's all they are. Mom and dad. 
That you is know. their identity. Yes. So when we become mom and dads, maybe we have that idea of like, well, something's supposed to change. Like there's supposed yeah. to be a switch. Yeah. You know, when we become those figures. And really, it's not. And I think that is when my like relationship with my mom got better. Um, you know, or even with my dad, it's like you realize your parents are human beings, you know? Just like we're human beings and we are super flawed. And I'm like, huh, you know, even though, even though they keep trying to give you parenting advice, yes. they just want to tell oh. them to shut up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. My mom does that all the time. And I'll be like, you know, when I had Harrison and she was over, she kept, you, he needs water. He needs water. And I'm like, mom, he drinks formula. There's water in formula. He doesn't need water. He's a little baby. He's three months old. I get that too from the Russian side, and you might experience this the same issues because you know because your mom is Thai. Yeah. But I have one of the biggest struggles is that since Gabriel, his you know his father's side is Russian, and then where my side has been here forever, I have two very different cultures who are expecting me or telling me to do things that are completely quote-unquote normal or whatever uh -huh. according to them and the other side is like you did what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean so like alexander's dad and his aunt who are both doctors in russia why aren't you giving him water yeah when he was like six weeks old <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, no, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> You're like, no, you don't need it. There's, there is water in your breast milk. You drink water, it makes breast milk. Like that hydrates them. <laughs> they don't need water. And others, and just other stuff are just like, ugh. yeah. And you know, um, I just think a lot of things change a lot. You know, different generations raise their children differently. I mean, we turned out fine, right? We were born in the '80s, and we were still. Or like, or like okay. the <laughs> yogurt. Alexander's aunt always wanted me to give him this uh, family cultured yogurt to help with his digestion, and my mom almost lost it when she heard about that. Yeah, yeah, that's freaking ridiculous. Really? And it's, I mean, <laughs> I, oh, it just, it's just, it's just funny. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, I know the difference in culture. It really is. And you know, my mom stopped after she saw how I was with him with I guess my instincts took in and but also the things that I read and mm. you know I would teach my mom things you know my mom's from Thailand and like she moved here when she was 16 so she doesn't have like any formal education so um but hey she she raised me and my hey, brother and sister and we're alive so we 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 lived through infancy <laughs> you know so it was all right but uh you know um I think that, you know, the parents, they, they want to help you so much. My dad does the same thing, like, especially with food with Harrison. He doesn't want us giving him too big of, like, pieces of food. Oh, because one time I almost died when I ate a cucumber when I was yeah. little. <laughs> so I think that he's hypersensitive to that. So, and I'm like, it's fine. He has teeth. And, you know, like with bananas, I'm like, it's, they're mushy. He can have a whole one. It's fine. Well, you know, that takes back to, you know, it's, it's, you know, the whole transition to solid foods can be so tricky, especially now with all the different, you know, ideas about it. Um, I actually did baby led weaning, so I started giving him, you know, pieces of solid food around six months. Yeah. We've never done baby food, like, 
is mushed up stuff. And I remember my mom, I, I, she almost had a heart attack when I told her we were doing that. <laughs> I've read about baby lead weaning. I have not done, I cannot do that well with Evelyn because she doesn't have a palate. Yeah. And she doesn't, well, I mean, they can start gumming foods. You can give them like bananas and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does he, does he have teeth yet? No. He's 10 months old. No. No. He's a late bloomer. Well, so was Harrison. He didn't get teeth until like after 10 months. It's very frustrating. Isn't it? Yeah. I think but he, he he's, he's a good, he's a good chewer even without teeth. So he eats a lot of stuff now that, and he feeds himself and he's really good at it. So. Oh, that's good. He took to baby Ledley weaning really, really well, but not all babies do. No, they don't. That's the thing. Everybody's kid is different and it's so hard to give advice to people because it's like every baby's different. You kind of just have to gauge, you know, and I have two kids and I'll tell you, they're both different. You know, I didn't, I don't do the same things with either of them. Some of the stuff, they're the same, but with other stuff, like how she goes to bed, um, like with compared to him, it's a lot different. The way the E is a lot different. Um, and you know, you kind of just have to, I think as a parent, you just have to go with the flow most of the time. Let them lead the way. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Find, find out what works for your baby. Yeah. Because and you. you're you're gonna have good I will say, I would I would say that like habit though, like having a routine. Oh yeah, that's very helpful. For kids is really helpful. I don't know anybody that's had a hard time when they don't you know, when they've done a routine for a kid. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we used to not do a routine for Harrison for going to bed and that was awful. Yeah. You know, because he would wake up in the middle of the night, and um, he would go to wouldn't go to bed until midnight sometimes. So now both kids are in bed by eight thirty, and we do the same thing every night: warm milk and books. He reads stories. He goes to bed without a fuss. With her, she gets she stays up a little bit later to eat because she doesn't get as much food in her as we'd like her to. We gotta get her to gain some weight. So she stays up a little bit longer and we keep feeding her and then she'll sleep until about 5 a.m. <laughs> so there's that. Still waking yeah. up in the middle of the night. But, you know, with Harrison, he was sleeping through the night by like three months old. Not Evelyn. <laughs> Gabriel. Gabriel is 50-50. Some days he decides he wants to sleep through the night. Some days he doesn't. He just likes to keep us on our toes. But def Where does he sleep? In his crib. I was planning on keeping him um, in the bassinet with us for at least six months or a lot more, but at about four mm -hmm. months, he stopped. He slept sleeping very well and couldn't quite figure out what was going on. I tried a few different things, and then finally, I just tried the crib. Yeah, I'm it's just another example of you know being able being able to adapt based on what your baby is telling yeah. you. Yeah, and he yeah he's he does great in the crib. That's good. I was thinking about doing that with Evelyn. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we have talked a lot, mostly about thing because mm. it's I don't know why I think it's because it's such a climactic part of your whole experience of you know being a first-time mommy you know well yeah it's the first big event yes. in becoming a mom especially the first time mom Very and big. there's so much there's so much like myth built up around the birth. Yes. You know? And there's so much emphasis on it. You Like you said, with the birthing plans and, yeah. you know, there's like, you know. And yet still there's so much people don't tell you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there is, you know, and that's why I like to tell people all the gory details and 
also like the nice stuff if you can find but it. But at the end, it's definitely worth it. And thankfully, you forget most about most about most of the pain. Yes, you do. And you know, I'll tell you, ladies who are pregnant now, like when someone told me that when I was pregnant, I was like, oh fuck that. I was like, yeah, right. You forget about it. I thought it was so stupid, but it's true. Like it's now in the past, and like it, it goes so quickly. The birthing compared because you're pregnant for a whole nine months, you know, usually you're pregnant for nine months and then you have your birth and then it's over and you're like, oh, and yeah, you heal and then you have this baby and you have a lifetime of, you know, worrying about this human, about your heart walking around on the outside. That's what it feels like to be a mom <laughs> is your heart is walking around and it's. It's just, I was going to look up this quote. There's a quote that I read about what it's like to be a mom. And um, I thought it was perfect. Um, well, I think, I think what, what, I, what I said to you the other day, there is no other moment in my life where I have felt such an overwhelming sense of relief and utter defeat yes. as when you spend over an hour trying to figure out why your baby is crying <laughs> only to have them fart yes i will say and then give you the biggest smile you have ever seen because you're just so happy <laughs> that they're not crying anymore farts hurt I'm and they're you. so beautiful that beautiful smile and you're just oh, and then I you're like you. oh that smells bad <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like oh i gotta check him for poop that's why harrison <laughs> used to cry so much was because he had gas and it took yeah. forever to find out what it was we were like he's dying oh my god and he'd be like Pfft. i'd be like ha ah. and then he would laugh and I'd be like, oh, okay, you just had to fart, you know? Yeah. Could you imagine if that continued into adulthood? Yeah. If you're, like, sitting at your desk and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you just start sobbing. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to feel much better now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, I had to fart. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Excuse me. <laughs> if everybody was just like an infant. <laughs> well... Erin, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really thank you appreciate for having it. me. Yes. I'll be. I I'm happy to come on whenever you yes, of need course somebody else to get sidetracked. Yes, you are welcome to come on anytime. And I hope that you know that maybe you'll be less introverted after this. Not really, because you are what you are. <laughs> but thank you so much, and tune in next time to episode five. Bailey will be back. And we'll be swearing up a storm, I'm sure, and talking about unicorns and her dog and her boyfriend. Blech. Anyway, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>